Well, in my perspective, I don't know if I should say this, but <laughs> how can somebody who who's known me their whole life, but I haven't really seen them, mm-hmm. but still provide for me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's why I guess we have faith. Yeah. Hey, everyone, this is Michael, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. This week, we're talking about the message, you are worthy. And the engaged question was, how are they included? And the text that we were looking at is 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And I got to sit down in the studio with Kike and talk a little bit about that. Hey. <laughs> hey, y'all. Come and listen to what God has to say to you on this podcast today and learn about his love and faithfulness. That's right. That and more on this episode. So be sure to listen all the way through. We've got some fantastic stuff in store for you today. So to start off, would you introduce yourself, share your name and a little bit about you and maybe what brings you to, to Elevate or how you're connected <laughs> in that context? Uh, my name is Manrique Gonzalez and... Uh, A.K.A. Kike. A.K.A. A.K.A. Kike. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was a student at Southwestern for probably about a year and a half, maybe two years uh, back in 2013 and, um, glad to be back. I, I took, I took some time off from school <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm glad to, to be back in Keene. Uh, I have a three-year-old daughter now that, um, that God has placed in my life and, uh, she's really a blessing to me. And, um, uh, you're working with you now at Elevate. It's mm-hmm. such a blessing as well. You gave me the opportunity to be here. So for sure. I thank you for that. For sure. <laughs> Just listening to God. And God was like, hey, Kike needs to be involved. And I'm like, sweet. Exactly. Kike, what do you want to do? Like, I don't know. But we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, right now, I mean, I, I'm heading towards, uh, you know, uh, change my major to theology. So hopefully, you know, God can. Uh, and I know he has opened doors for me. So, yeah. Uh, but this journey. So hopefully he'll. Yeah. Keep on opening them doors for me so yeah. I can step in. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm excited yeah. to walk with you in that. So today on the podcast, we're talking about the latest message, You Are Worthy of the Kingdom of God, was the title of it. And it's a look at Second Thessalonians chapter 1, the entirety of chapter 1. And I remember just after service finish, finished this past week, I came down. Uh, Kike, you were sitting right behind me, and you're like, man... Thank you uh, for that message. I really needed that. So I wanted to invite you on and, and talk to you a little bit more about that. And I'm curious, like, what stuck out to you from from the message or what, as you were processing it on, on Saturday morning, what was like the, what, what hit you in the face? Well, what hit me more is, I think, is uh, just even though with what with, with, with the church was going through, uh, you know, being persecuted and and uh just having a rough time you know within themselves i think they 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 needed that letter of encouragement because god they needed i guess to to feel that that god was there with them no matter what and Mm -hmm. so for me um i've always had that kind of how can i say it like emptiness Mm -hmm. maybe that i felt like god wasn't there you know, and so I surrounded myself 
especially, you know, like I said, the opportunity that you gave me here for Elevate has opened a lot of my heart and my mind to to know that I know God is with me. Mm. You know, even though I feel like I've been persecuted, mm. I feel like I've been, you know, uh, felt alone sometimes. Mm. Um, that God has always uh, been right there with me, even though I haven't noticed it. Mm. And, um, you know, with this, you know, when I went to summer camp, you know, it was it was something that, you know, opened my, my heart a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, different pastors every week, but with the same idea, mm-hmm. you know, of who are you going to be, mm-hmm. you know. And so it helped me out a lot mm-hmm. um, throughout the throughout the summer. And um, hopefully I could, uh, you know, uh, bring more people to Christ mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I love that. Kind of, I, I hear from you like a, a seeking of trying to find your place in the world and like what mm-hmm. God has called you to, um, to do. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, and just, I guess going into, um, the scripture, it, it was just, it, it, it brought out an inner, inner meaning for me, like the actual meaning of, of who I want to be or mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, you know, before I left the camp, you know, you're not going to know who you are until you know who he is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that stuck out with me throughout mm-hmm. the summer. And then I really appreciated those words. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Anytime I, you know, prepare these messages, a lot of time I'm preaching to myself. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm preaching what I what I need to hear. And it's encouraging to to hear that that landed for for you and, and for for others. Um, what specifically did you you find in terms of how this passage spoke to you personally like what was your your takeaway of like okay this is this helps me in the direction of of the place i know god is is calling me to go or who god is calling me to be i think it was in uh second thessalonians uh chapter one verse six and it's just as he will pay Back those who persecute you, but in chapter se- uh, verse seven it says, "And God will provide rest for you, for mm. you being persecuted, and also for us, when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven, He will come with His mighty angels." I guess the word there was provide for the rest of us, because mm. even though we were being persecuted, they were being persecuted, mm-hmm. and felt alone, mm-hmm. you know, and felt like they weren't worthy, even though says here God that he will provide for them even even though in the in those in those struggles I guess you could say. Yeah. So the word provide. Mm. So you know I, I never thought you know I'd, I'd I'd I've ever you know nothing will ever be provided for me. Cuz I mean as a mm. kid I, I I you know as being young I've, I've always had to buy everything for myself. Mm. you know felt like you're on your own exactly looking out for yourself yeah so nobody ever actually provided for me wow um you know my mom you know did her best you know when i was young but um but to hear something like that coming from the bible from coming from god direct you know from himself yeah saying you know i will provide for you Mm -hmm. it it kind of hits different Mm. for me yeah and so when I heard about you know when when I heard about that it 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 just kind of shocked me a little bit yeah because I was like how can somebody 
who I guess well in my perspective I don't know if I should say this but <laughs> how can somebody who who's known me their whole life but I haven't really seen them mm-hmm. but still provide for me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's why I guess we have faith Yeah, you know but how can someone so lovingly provide for me you know and yeah. so it yeah. for me it just it just it 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 hits home because like I said I, I've always had to you know struggle for myself mm-hmm. you know and so when I heard that that guy will provide for you no matter what you're going through yeah it just hits different for me yeah yeah and the fact that it says God will provide for yeah you. it's not just like ah oh, maybe and I think there's this lie that we tell ourselves that um God might provide for me if I fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. You know, if I got the the classic misnomer, God helps those who help themselves. Exactly. And I think there's a little bit of of agency that uh, and accountability and responsibility that God places on us as we are uh, following and walking after Jesus. But within the context of this passage, he's Paul is telling the the Thessalonians hey, you've experienced some really hard trouble and it can be very easy to want to gain vengeance, to gain revenge, to to flip the script and the persecuted becomes the persecutor. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, hold on. God's going to take care of those people who have been persecuting you and he's going to provide rest for you. Provide what you need in that moment. Uh, and I think that goes against uh, kind of the the way that the world says, you know, be the, the first one in, last one to go home, uh, work your tail off at the expense of, of family and experience so that you can get ahead and provide for yourself. And that, and that to me too, is kind of a, uh, a, a, a place of vulnerability mm. because you're having to place yourself in the care of someone else. Like you say, you're like, I haven't maybe necessarily like seen face to face. Like we're sitting across the table from one another. Exactly. <laughs> we can look each other in the eye and you and can be like, yeah, I know. I know you provided for me. <laughs> yeah. You bought me coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You're going to do it for me next time. Exactly. Like we know that. And then for God, I was just thinking uh, the other day I, I was, I was talking with God. It was yesterday. I, I misplaced my wallet somewhere mm. uh, on a couple of days ago. And I didn't realize until the following day. And I'm racking my brain trying to be like, where did I go? And I had gone to uh, a park with some friends to play disc golf and I I put it in my backpack and I was like, well, maybe pulling out something from my backpack, it fell out and it's in the middle of a park somewhere in Burleson or, uh, and I'm just back and forth and I'm like, God, you know exactly where it is. (laughs) And you could tell me like right now where it is and I could just go to it and find it. And it took me four or five hours of like thinking, finding, going, I was tearing our house, turning it upside down, like trying to figure out where all it was. And finally I was like, okay, God, I know you know where it is. And I'm just going to like try to calmly and just go retrace my steps. And I just kind of began to go, okay. And cause I knew I had it at one point, And then I was like, okay, I walked in the house and I did this and I did that. And finally I pull the one couch cushion I hadn't overturned yet. <laughs> <laughs> and the couch had ate my, my wallet as I was uh, sitting there watching the Olympic or something like that. But the, just that idea in my, Hey, hey, hey you've brought up the, the concept of like God in some ways feels very far away. Mm-hmm. 
and how he could swoop in at any moment. He could provide and he could he could have told me where my wallet was. But I think, at least for me, I learned yesterday a need for uh, dependence on God, even when things don't go exactly how I think they should go, uh, a dependence and trust on God that things will work out and it will be okay, and a need in my own life to place my keys in my wallet in the same place every time I get home so it doesn't get lost in the couch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you afraid because all that water cash you have? <laughs> uh, I could give you the $10 bill I have. That's all I got. <laughs> nice. times we don't we don't think about that because mm-hmm. we're going through our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. because we're you know we have school mm-hmm. we have work you know and uh, I want to share this you know just like I shared at, at camp is that we're always too busy mm-hmm. now we don't have busy you know being you know um and you know in our day lives to where we don't have time for God yeah and so the acronym for busy mm-hmm. is being under Satan's yoke. Mm-hmm. And so that to me kind of threw me off a little bit when I heard it <laughs> because I was like, well, I'm always busy. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have time to, you know, to, to, it's not that I'm saying I don't have time for God. It's just that I don't have time to do anything. Yeah. You know? And uh, if I could, you know, spend more time with my daughter, I could. You know, mm-hmm. then, but I'm always busy. You know, I have mm-hmm. stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And people said, you know, there's good busy and there's bad busy. I mean, I, I guess, yeah. Yeah. But is your intentions godly though? Yeah. Like it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it. Are you wanting that one on time? You know, with God to to for for Him to to know that you know um, you love Him. Because yeah. to be honest, I mean. If we don't, if we don't read, if we don't pray, if we don't have that communication with God, God, I mean, just like any man is going to feel sad, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And he says he's a jealous God, Yeah, you know? So that means he has feelings, mm-hmm. you know? So if, if I feel like in my mind, if we don't have that, that one-on-one with God, if we don't, you know, have that hourly or, or every day, basically, yeah. I mean, he's going to feel sad Yeah, if we don't have time for him. If we have time for everybody else, why can't we yeah. have time for him, yeah. you know? Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, it, it kind of makes me upset that, you know, that I, I get to see, like, what is it, like 30-minute shows, you know, on Netflix or something, mm-hmm. you know, or, or hour shows, you know? But I can't have at least, like, an hour or 30 minutes with God. Yeah. You know, and I and I tell myself that, you know, and I and I tell myself, you know, we should, you know, always have time. Yeah. Because if he gives us life every day, if he helps us walk, he helps us eat, mm-hmm. he provides for us, mm-hmm. just like a father would. Mm-hmm. How can't we have that one-on-one time with him? Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think about it as, you know, my daughter, you know, having that time with me. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and when she's older, she's going to say, you know, where's that time go? You know, you didn't have that time with me. Yeah. You know, and I think about that now as a, as a father, cause it, it opens my eyes a lot more to how Jesus would feel yeah, or how God would feel. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, <laughs> I was reading, uh, I'm reading a book called, uh, it's not your turn by Heather Thompson day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in one of the chapters, she asked the question of like, just pause for a moment and ask God, like, what do you need to surrender to him? Like what's, what's causing you to be that busy person that's going from here to here and here trying to set yourself up, whatever. And I pause and I don't, I'm a really bad student. A student, do you say? Yeah, I'm a bad <laughs> student because I, anytime like a teacher asks to do something or a pastor's like, it's like, I see what you're doing. Like, all right, I know I do that. I do that same <laughs> trick. Close your eyes. Like, imagine this. Like, I see it. Like, I'm, I'm bad because I see, I see through those things. Um, and I, you know, I saw what she was doing or whatever. And I was like, no, I need to, I need to pause and actually do it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm laying down and reading this and I pause and she had mentioned just pray and then be still and quiet and allow God to, to, to tell you what, uh, you, you need to surrender. Mm. And I prayed the prayer and then I just paused. I stopped. And I was like, okay, God, I don't hear you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then I was like, hold on, hold on. I just need to, <sighs> okay, God, what, what do I need to surrender? Mm. And almost as audibly as you and I sitting together, talking back and forth right here, God whispered into my ear, your attention, mm. like what you're getting, giving your attention to, you need to surrender to me. And that hit, it's like, uh, you know, you mentioned like the media we intake, whether, you know, Netflix, social media, the books we read, podcasts we listen to, the people we spend our time with. Imagine what our world would look like or our lives would look like if our attention was surrendered to God. Mm -hmm. That watching Netflix in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? There's Mm -hmm. entertainment, you know, I, I... personally tend to shy away from those things that depict violence or, or abuse towards others. I don't find entertainment in watching murder mysteries and some of these others. I feel like there's a yeah. glorification there. It's not for me. If that's for you, cool. It's not for me. Um, but there's some good hearted fun out there. That's just, it's nice to have a good laugh and, and to be entertained in that way. But to, uh, to cognitively think about what we give our attention to. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to a conversation we were having earlier um, this morning about about marriage and being ready for marriage, right? The um, in that other book I was telling you I was reading the the uh, what is it? Um, the Sacred Search. Yeah, the Sacred Search. Yeah. And uh, the guy straight up says in there, "You are not ready for marriage until you're willing to live out Matthew six thirty three. Mm-hmm. Seek first the kingdom of God. Everything else will be added to you." And I think about how that applies to my life. And am I seeking out the kingdom of God first? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to, above everything else, say, no, I am seeking the kingdom of God. And I think Paul brings that full circle in this passage by having that vision of when Jesus comes back. And he says, there are the people that are there are praising God, those who believe. This includes you, for you believed what we told you about him. Paul, Silas, and Timothy had come preaching the gospel of Jesus in Thessalonica. 
And he says, you, you group of people, you, you beautiful church who are just abounding in love and in faith and you're an example for everybody else. You are included not because of the things you've done, but because of what you have believed. And that's the, that's the key word, I guess you could say, is believe. Because a lot of us don't. A lot of us, like like yeah, um, like you said, we, we need that that one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people will say, you know, but where is God? Yeah. You know, but if we don't, you know, stay still and be quiet and listen for a little bit. Yeah. But to have that voice that you were saying, you know, that, that, that godly voice, we have to first be with him. Yeah. Meaning, you know, study. Yeah. Read. Yeah. Have that communication. Have that one-on-one with God. If you don't have that, how do you want, how do you expect him to talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And, and and that's how I, I struggled a lot too. Cause I mean, I, I mean, I was young, you know, I was, I was doing things that I wasn't supposed to do, you know, uh, living my life in California, mm-hmm. well, even here in Texas, you know, mm-hmm. but I was, yeah. you know, a little bit younger. I was here in California, you know, <laughs> but it, it, you know, how, how, how can I expect myself for God to talk to me if I haven't had that communication with him? Mm. And a lot of times, you know, we look, you know, there's, there's, you know, a lot of movies you see, you, they look up in the sky and say, God, where are you? You know, yeah, they scream yeah. out, right? Yeah. But the truth is, where are you? Meaning yourself. Yeah. 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 Where are you in, 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 in the, in the, in the communication with God? Yeah. And, uh, and to me, when I, when I finally realized that, you know, it, it took me a while, like I said, it took me to, you know, I can't took me to realize that God has been blessing me, mm-hmm. even though I haven't given him that one on one time. Yeah. Ever since VGA, yeah. all the way to now. Yeah. God has been blessing me throughout the years and I haven't given him anything back. And I feel like now that I've given him, you know, that communication back up, you know, uh, to, to talking with him, yeah. to, 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 to know who he really is. Yeah. More doors have been open. Wow. You know. Yeah. Like I said, that and and my and changing my major. I mean, when I changed my major the <laughs> the first time at camp. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of one of the pastors, uh, Pastor Moody, was already going to help me out. He said, "Man, I'll, I'll help you out no matter what." Yeah. And then coming back here to to Southwestern to you know to help with my paperwork, Pastor Russ was like, "Oh, I'll help you out." Yeah. And I even passed for us. It was the administration yeah. as well. A yeah. lot of the teams there. And I'd never seen Southwestern like that before. Yeah. Like trying to help me out individually. Yeah. Like myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, 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 uh, it gave me an awe. It gave me kind of like a, like, are you for real vibe? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> is this, is this happening for real? Yeah. And so at, in my mind, I was just like, man, like, God really wants me to be here. Yeah. God really wants me to 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 be in theology. Yeah. And so um now that I've looked like behind you know what 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 I've done and and what I've been through. Yeah. I know God wants me to you know go out to others. Yeah. And say this is what God really wants. You know, this is what he can do and he will yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And so uh for me, just to to even be on this podcast too is just like a like a blessing, yeah. you know, to be honest. Because like I said, you know, when I came into the door, I was like, man, I, 
I've never been here. Like, I, I, <laughs> it looks so, so, like, it looks so legit, you know? Like, <laughs> I never had, like, a, a, a like, a... By the a, way, what, listener, we're just sitting in my office. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just some stuff cobbled together, but yeah. Well, either, I mean, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, it just, it, it's something that, you know, I, I just never had a, a, a welcome to, you know? Mm. And, and just being here, I feel like it, it's it's one of God's open doors. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, and I I think faithfulness comes in the uh, in the moment where God opens the door and we're willing to walk through it mm-hmm. and to say yes to what's in front of us and not worry about what might be ten years down the road or or what's just happened, but what is in front of us? What is God asking to be faithful? What is God asking us to be faithful to now? And are we willing to to say yes and and to walk through that door? Well, thank you so much for that. And thanks for hopping on the podcast today. I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. And thank you so much to our listeners. uh, As you guys are faithfully with us, you can connect with us in the links in the description. And uh, we got more messages and retakes coming to you soon. So we'd love to have your voice on the podcast. You can send us a voice recording at the, the link in the description. But above all else, we want to invite you to be a part of the community because this podcast is more than just like, hey, here's some cool stuff. But we're trying to, to build community through that. So thanks, Kike. Thanks to our listeners. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you, sir.